prologue. With seconds remaining until the last victim in all this madness took a final breath, I realized the answer to how we all got here was obvious to anyone who looked closely over the last three weeks. And really, it was all about perspective. Joe's View Day 1, Wednesday, December 10th, 1999 4am Awake for 36 hours, my bloodshot eyes should have been my first sign. 13 hours airborne, New York to Romania, led to my staring at the hotel ceiling suite, completely losing my mind. Morning sun was still an hour off from illuminating a godforsaken country where business dragged my exhausted body on short notice. I tried desperately to fall asleep, but nothing helped. Television was not the answer. Though I mustered the strength to turn it off, the silence was deafening. As long as I can remember, I required a distraction. Silence drove me absolutely crazy. Left to my own mind, I occasionally wandered deep into the subconscious of the sublime. Constant chatter of the television or radio usually sidetracked the worst thoughts that only seemed present in the deafening silence. The thoughts of murder. Mind you, I never killed anyone, but to be honest, who's not thought about getting rid of someone at some point? Granted, my mindset was probably not what a panel of doctors might deem normal, but being raised in New York gave way to a broader sense of what defined normal. Hell, I worked in sales, so reality was optional on most days. I was desperate to put my mind in standby for the night. The alcohol was not helping, but I believed the bath possibly could. I submerged in the warm water of the tub, looking to relax in the comfort of a needed soak. Within minutes, my nerves settled to the point of feeling drowsy. Sadly, my mind never stopped processing the first thought I had on the camp ride over to the hotel. That this surrounding town was not the safest of havens. I had little trouble deducing that criminals and killers ran this third world country. While some would categorize that as an absurd, baseless notion, armed with my second glass of wine, I easily found my validation in unwarranted rationalizations that would not have been fully entertained if I was sober. I assumed that bad people, some killers, were out there, walking the streets, waiting to prey on the weak. My assumption was simple. At some point, that individual snapped. To define snapped didn't mean the individual ran around the street wearing a diaper and snowshoes armed with a machete. That type of nut can be easily identified. No. The truly scary individuals behave normally. They went to work, played with their children, paid their taxes. On occasion, they went out for the night, maybe grabbed milk, and gutted a whore on Main Street behind the bagel shop. Who were they? What did they look like? Not a clue. It could be anyone. 
I heard a scream. My ears were submerged under the water, so it was a muffled sound, but a scream nevertheless. I sprung from the tub, moving slowly out of the bathroom, while I peered through the glass doors on the closet for an angular view of the room. Draped in old world tones, the lavish hotel suite now seemed completely unnerving. I slowly crept in the darkened bedroom, seeing that little was out of place, until I spotted it. To remove the smell of my cologne, I had left the sliding door to the terrace ajar. Stupid. Even on the second floor of the hotel, I was very accessible to a professional thief or a psychotic killer. My head was throbbing, and the sudden ruffling sound from the closet next to the terrace doors halted my movement. There's a killer in my closet. My attempt to think rationally continued to buckle under the combination of wine and lack of sleep. I reached for the snake knife on my dinner tray, and as if hunting a deer back in upstate New York, crouched down in a predator's stance. I was naked and alive. I felt strangely aroused by the situation, a feeling dissimilar to stalking an animal. This was much more invigorating. I shifted to the front of the closet, my heart racing uncontrollably as I gripped the handle and my life passing before my eyes. My wife, she wouldn't know the circumstances of my possible death, but my mind was flooded until the pain of my fingernails penetrating my palm brought me back. Raising the knife, I was positive of one thing. The intruder or myself would be dead in the next few moments. I was going out as a man, leaving this world as I came, naked and drenched in blood. I swung the door open in anticipation of facing my destiny, savagely plunging the knife into the dark closet. Without comprehension of what I was attacking, I continuously swung at the intruder until I realized the knife was not contacting flesh. I stopped in mid-swing and pulled back to gather my senses. I destroyed my black raincoat. Unable to clearly fathom my actions, I clumsily ducked when an enormous black crow flew out from behind my shredded coat. Carrying a piece of my dinner bread in its mouth, the rotund creature frantically circled high above the room before exiting through the terrace door, thus completing its original destined course. The knife dropped from my hand. Sweating and trembling, I was unable to remain still, but eventually found the corner of my bed. I tried to assess the incident, thinking how a normal person would have found the situation humorous. How even I would have found it funny. I would have, but not any longer felt something else. Sitting alone in the deafening silence, I felt angry, cheated, deprived of my climax to an incredible hunt. It was unlike coming home without a deer. That was all premeditated entertainment. This, this was different. This was life and death. Knowing I was the hunter as well as the hunted. Knowing another human being was about to die at my hands. A death no court could convict. It would have been self-defense. 
bastard would have deserved it. Barraged with half coherent thoughts, the line between justice and justification rapidly blurred. Sanity and insanity was only separated by my viewpoint. All I could think of as my head spun out of control was how my thirst had not been quenched. My anxiety took over while everything faded from sight and the void consumed my soul. And somewhere in the darkest corners of my mind, if you listened closely, you could have heard a snap.